0: Hello. Hello. Hola. Hola.
1: Bonjour. Bienvenido. And welcome. To Radio
0: Natura. To Radio Natura.
1: Radio Natura.
0: Voices from around the world.
1: Bringing you all things related to nature and sustainability. Rethinking what it means to live in peace with nature.
0: And imagining a brighter future.
1: Brought to you by the Pax Natura Foundation. thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Radio Natura. The theme of this episode is Reza Boenard, Landfills, Children, and Opportunity. My name is Shotero. and in this episode, we are joined by Miss Reza Boenard, also known as Reza, who is the founder of an educational organization for underprivileged youths living within Asia's largest landfill, Bantar Gebang in Indonesia known as BGBG Biji BGBG Biji. Biji Biji translates to the seeds of Bantar Gebang and Reza is known as the princess of the kingdom of BGBG Biji Biji. To provide background every day 6000 tons of Jakarta's rubbish are dumped at Bantar Gebang's landfill BGBG serves the families who make a small income from salvaging valuable materials from this waste, such as plastic, paper, metals, glass, and e-waste. BGBG is a unique community which functions as both a hub for the children and a hostel for volunteers and serves the local community. Now, who is Reza and how did I meet her? Well, I had the opportunity of meeting Reza two years ago when my associates and I visited Indonesia and Biji Biji to conduct field research as part of an eco business project. There we volunteered at the school in the morning, teaching the children English and playing games with them. After graciously receiving lunch at Reza's hostel, we toured the landfill where the scavengers and their families had built their houses on the waste itself. These families lived in an area where the rivers that ran through the communities were pitch black, and there was the constant plume of methane gas rising from the waste. Needless to say, all of this was a lot to take in. Despite this, Biji Biji made me forget that I was in a landfill. For me, Biji Biji was a place where children who would have otherwise followed their parents' footsteps are given a chance to break out of their situation and become anything they wanted to be. Now Reza, for you and also for the audience, can you talk about what the mission and vision is for BGBG BG and what made you decide to found the school?
0: Thank you uh, Sotaro and the team for having me today. My mission and vision for uh, this BGBG BG is to create a, a better place and also happy place for the children in Bandar Gebang. So, uh, the reason why I decided to begin this, uh, this organization, it was uh, in 2004, I graduated from high school, but I couldn't pursue my dream to be a doctor. And then, uh, because uh, since 1998 until 2004, my parents sent me to West Sumatra. My dream was to be a doctor. So, I want to be a doctor and build clinic for people uh, in Bantar Gebang. But uh, the lack of money, I couldn't pursue my dream Then back to Bantar Gebang. Then I decided to open a school, like an informal school for the uh, uh, West speaker children, or I call them the tres Hero children in Bantar Gebang. So uh, with this mission and vision, I really hope to see, uh, uh, Sutaro already mentioned earlier, the BGBG BG stand for the seat of Bantar Gebang or the seat of love. So for me, these children is the seed of love that I want to see them grow as a big trees and then have a benefit for other people.
1: Excellent, thank you very much for the explanation and inspiring origin story. Um, So my impression was that BGBG gives the children of the trash heroes an education and also something more. And I was wondering what are some of the tools and techniques that you can use to help the kids build a better life?
0: Yeah, my techniques, is, uh, my techniques was uh, simple because uh, at the beginning, I, I try to welcoming all the children and the family at my place, BGBG, uh, BG, like showing them like more affection and love. And it's not like a teacher and student. So I have a different technique. So it's more like personal approach to people and then uh, also like, they, they call me as the role model. So I saw them like, as the children who grew up in this area, it's not e- easy to, to make people believe with our capability. And then I said to the kids like, uh, the, what we have to do now is we have to believe in ourselves. And then I saw to the kids like, how to be grateful and how to never uh, stop to fight in our life. And also, like, I keep, I keep telling the kids, like, we have to get proper education for our future. Because for me, that's the only, the only way to make people to see us different. Because, you know, like, I grew up at the landfill. So it's often people underestimate me because where I live, where I live, not because who, who I am. And then uh technique I use is how to build the capacity, like to give the capacity building for the children here to make them uh, confidence. So it's not easy for them to give up on their life. And then, uh, then as I told you as well, like two years ago, like when the kids give up on their life, they just end up at the landfill. So I try my best how to give motivation for the kids and then how to show more love. And also because this BGBG funded based on uh, love. So we create like a family. So the kids always feel that they have us here at BGBG to support them. So that's our technique. It's more like uh, what you call it like building the family. Here at the landfill, that's the technique we use at BGBG. So, yeah, to gain trust is also not easy. But it's been 17 17 years and then we still keep going. And I think this is uh, great.
1: Yes, thank you very much. I completely agree that education and also incorporating the children like a family are really going to be important for opening their eyes. And 17 years, wow, I'm just so impressed because you must have gone through many generations of children already at this point.
0: Yeah, exactly. I got so many grandchildren already.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, since 2004, and then, yeah, sometime I met the my, yeah, they, they call themselves still my student, like, they introduced me like, oh, this is my kids. And I feel like, oh, I'm like, I have so many grandchildren now. <laughs> <Children>. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah,
1: that's great.
0: Oh, it's, it's become like a big family. So this is make me happy about it.
1: Yes. Um, and that's that sounds wonderful. But I read on your homepage that mm-hmm. in your early years, you faced disapproval from those around you, such as fellow peers during your school days. And also, even your family member, such as your brother, (laughs) who questioned why you returned to Bantar Gibang. So how were you able to remain resilient among all these disapprovals?
0: It it was really hard at the beginning. And even until now, sometimes people spreading rumors about religion. And then, uh, yeah, you know, like some, there is some people happy with what, we are doing here, but also some people also have negative thoughts w- with us because, uh, yeah, I never teach or touch the children about religion here because for me, uh, like this uh, diversity to make us uh, rich as a nation, that's what I feel and I don't need to teach about it. But uh, yeah, people reject us because we never teach about this. And then they make like rumor and gossiping behind our back that we are like missionaries and stuff. But after years, you know, like for me, uh, I have weapon just to ignore them. I can see this uh, foundation, this organization still keep going. So I'm happy about it. Even my my brother, he against me because uh, for him, he, he thought, I'm just wasting my time here in Bandar Gebang. Also, like because uh, when I graduated from high school, I don't have much money to start uh, giving for the environment or to, to this society for people in here in Bandar Gebang. So my brother thought that I just um, adding a more burden to my family to provide me with some money and some food to share with the children here. After years, we can see. W- there is a uh, impact from what we are doing. So it just makes me happy. And yeah, haters will be haters, of course, but I don't really uh, give attention about them. So
1: Yes, that is true. <laughs> haters will be haters.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, now for me, what I'm doing is to see these children in Bantergebang to get their better future, get a good education, and then never give up in their life. And then they want to do more. And then uh, to prove themselves that they can be something. Yes, now they live here at the landfill. And people call them as like picker children or people who live in a filthy place. But when we motivate the children, because this is what I'm doing, and then also educate them. So one day they will grow up as uh, something special. So yes.
1: Speaking of which, do you have any stories of the uh, students who went on to achieve their dreams or rise up?
0: Yeah, I have some, uh, some student. Uh, like uh, They said they just want to be successful but now i can see they have family already they can build house they can buy a vehicle they have uh, kids now they can send the kids to a good nice school a decent school and i think that's also like what you call it like something make me happy to see some they can achieve what they dream of and uh, also, some students I lost contact with them, but I heard from their friend now they are become, uh, you know, like uh, a teacher somewhere in Sumatra for the Muslim school, and which is make me also proud of her. And also, some students uh, who uh, built the like small recycling company. With the parent, of course, and uh, yeah, it's also make me happy. So many stories, but not all of them successful, but I always believe it's only about the time. For me, because we keep motivate these uh, children, I hope they still remember when I told them, like, there is always up and downs in our life. The most important that we have to remember is don't ever give up. We just fight. And if we now we are in the top left level and then try to to keep it, but if we go down and then try to uh, get up again, so that's what I taught uh, the children here at BGBG since 2004. Because also for me, I also like always up and down in life, and then only one thing that makes me still standing on my feet now, like. I never give
1: up. Yes, absolutely. I I also believe that it's the end result that matters and makes all that you're fighting for worth it. And that also uh, moves me on to my next question of, how do people in the area or even the country uh, see BGBG, or what would you like them to know about BGBG and its significance?
0: Yeah, I would like uh, the people or the country all people outside Indonesia to know B G B G as the place for all the children in Bantar and also the people from outside Bantar Gebang to know us like a, a small home for everyone that provide love for everyone. And I really want uh, people to see this place not only as charity, but as a home for everyone. So it's make me emotional a bit. It's make me, <laughs> I just want to cry.
1: <laughs> that is quite all right. It is, yeah, it's a very, very strong and important goal that you're working yeah, towards. Yeah. And how has BGBG uh, BG responded to the pandemic and its struggles?
0: Oh my God. <laughs> this pandemic really uh, hit us, hit us hard. Before the pandemic, I was the one who always... Uh, disagree with a program like uh bringing food food parcel to the people because uh sometimes uh, i'm sad because uh the one who really want to get this food parcel not only people who it need not only for i mean like maybe people call it poor people but also sometimes people they have enough but they still want to get and force us to give them the food parcel this is the reason why i don't really like to uh handing out food parcel to people here in bandar gebang but then this COVID uh happening and at the beginning it was really difficult for the Trust hero family here to fit their family members because not many company open the companies most of the companies closed because maybe they are unsure about the the economic situation, and then they just close and make the trust family couldn't sell their uh the 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 stuff they found from the landfill. Then, uh, some parents came to me and asked me to make me lose my you know, like, uh, normally I'm all, always stick with what I'm saying, I don't want this program to be happening. Then the family came to me and asked me, it's kind of like a bag for me. To say yes if there are some people who wants to support BGBG BG with, with the food parcel. And as you know, most maybe around 60% or 70% of uh, the trash heroes who working at the landfill, they don't have the permit resident, I mean the ID from uh, Bekasi, the city where we live, because they came from another province to work here uh, in Bandar Then uh, with that case, they couldn't get support from the government because of that. And yeah, the only hope for the uh, family of our children is BGBG. And yeah, then I started campaign using my Facebook, using my Instagram, and then keep posting on Instagram with what we are doing. And almost every week, we can support the family here in Bantergebang. At the beginning, we only can support around 75 family. Then it's just like growing big, growing big, growing big. And uh, last time, like we can uh, support even until 850 family every week. So it was. Wow.
1: Really,
0: yeah, it was really really, you know, like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that we can make it. And then, uh, yeah, I remember last time we don't have much money in our petty cash and I just used, we just used this money and then we get another support and next week another friend calling me, Hey Risa, I read on your uh, Facebook, you want to help uh, uh, the treasure family with some food, uh, parcel, I, I want to uh, send around 50 packages, is that okay? And I said, yeah, no matter how uh, much the quantity, for me, as long as people happy to share with our tresero family here, I just accept it. We couldn't make it alone, and like B G B G is nothing without all this support from people from around the world. So I'm so happy.
1: We understand that your school is currently going through a potentially critical problem, and would like to send a very, very important message to our viewers around the world? Please tell us, Reza.
0: Yeah, now uh, for the last few months, so since uh, February, we're really in the hard time that the government want to expand this uh, landfill area. They want to make more facility for this uh, waste uh, system or management. It will affect around 70 houses around here, so 3.7 hectares. They want to get our land and then uh, we've been waiting, 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 and we, we never know how much they will compensate us. They just released about the price last week, but this is not what we expected. So the, the price is re- really unfair, it's very low. And you can imagine we couldn't build this BGBG BG again, rebuilding BGBG. BG. With uh, that amount of money from the government, and until now I didn't sign any paper because I disagree with the price that they the, the release for the land and property. And yeah, I just started last month because you know like I don't know what to do. The government did, didn't tell us how much they will give, give compensation.
1: Thank you. So to our viewers. If you would like to provide a supporting hand to BGBG, Reza, the children, and what they stand for, please visit bgbj.org or check the crowdfunding campaign details in the description of this podcast. So before we conclude with our podcast today, Reza, if you could give our audience one final word of advice on actions that they can take starting today, what would it be?
0: For me, I didn't want to sound like a lecture, lecturing for people. But uh, maybe my message to you is please be aware with what you are doing. Please reduce your waste. And uh, please be responsible uh, person or people to this environment. Better we say to stop littering this planet because we have no planet B. This planet is for us for our next generation. And it's time for us to be mindful with what we are doing. And also we can have a strong motivation to continue our life. And then also for me, I really hope there is no more place like Bandar Gebang in the future. And I really hope uh, for the young generation to think what we can do and then to work together in the future to make our planet is a better place for us. And yeah, as a human, we really need to think what, with what we are doing in our life. And yeah, like don't ever stop to spread love, help our friends or family or our neighbor in the difficult situation. Even we couldn't help them and maybe just to check them in to say hi or that's, that's, that's the most important for now, especially in this difficult situation with this COVID uh, pandemic. We have to be strong and then uh, we have to share our love to each other. So that's my message to uh, people who listen to this uh, podcast.
1: Thank you very much for your time. We learned a lot about your mission and beliefs, and it was truly a privilege for me to get to speak to you once again. Uh, We have touched on on an array of interdisciplinary issues of environment, education, love, innovation, (laughs) and community building. And I really thank you very much for taking time out of your day today. To come and yeah. speak to, for our viewers, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. We'd like to thank Miss Reza Boenard. This podcast is sponsored by the Pax Natura Foundation, PaxNatura.org. Get in touch with us at podcast at PaxNatura.org.